Hey everybody, this is Michael. Um, this week we wanted to do something a little more bite-sized. Um, I think we all needed kind of a mental break given the whole self-quarantine issue that's going on right now and probably for a little while. So it's going to be a little bit lighter today, a little bit shorter today, but uh, we'll be back next week with our regular episode format. Enjoy! Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about what's weighing on our minds. I'm Michael, I'm a chaser, and I am a sad working work boy, because I'm alone. <laughs> oh. um, we are coming to you, not live, but recording live from four different houses, no, three different houses in yeah. Los Angeles. Well, uh, Dan and I are in different rooms, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just getting here late, it's because of the quarantine. So if you're listening yes. to us in a past episode uh, because of the yes. coronavirus, this is Don. I'm a chubby guy living in Los Angeles, and I am a kind of punchy, bored, stuck-in-the-house guy right now. I'm uh, Dan. I'm a chubby chaser. Um, uh, Trevor and I are quarantined together, and I really missed the gym just because I had shoulder surgery, so I couldn't go to the gym for like five months. And then just when oh. I got back, they closed the gyms. No. So, yeah. So I'm, you I'm, cannot find exercise equipment anywhere right now. It's ridiculous. It's, it's sold out everywhere. I have a you friend know good who, for you for trying. <laughs> no, I have a friend who's literally his job is to stay physically fit, and he's going crazy right now trying to find some weights. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm Trevor. I'm a a super chub, and I'm a anxiety anxious uh, anxiety boy <laughs> these days. And unfortunately, he's very good at it. He's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's so stressful. I've set up um a, a number of like blocks and stuff on my phone and computer just to like stop reading stuff. Yeah. I um. Mean, you gotta look. It's not just your physical health that we're trying to protect. It's your mental health too. And if yeah, taking on all of the stress and anxiety is is having a yeah. real impact. I mean, we're gonna be cooped up probably for a while. So really trying to manage your mental health is going to be key, key to all of this. Uh, we have a, a friend of the podcast who just finished uh, grad school and she's going into therapy. And I sent her a message the other day, like you picked the perfect time to get into the therapy biz. Cause <laughs> people are going to need it. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be a, a lot of neurosis and weird haircuts at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh my God. I, I told, I told my family earlier, we had a Skype call earlier. Um, but I, I was going to get a, a just a trim, just a little trim right before, like two weeks ago. And of course all this happened and it's like, don't go anywhere. And now I've decided I am not trimming my beard at all because if and when the end of the world happens, I'm going to already have the post-apocalyptic look going, and then everyone will just know that I fit in and I'll be the one they respect, because I've, I've already settled into it well ahead of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're all nodding and smiling and back away from our computers bit by bit. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have our scissors. listeners at home... Uh... Tell us how you feel about Michael's post-apocalyptic <laughs> look he's working on. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so, we are on day... Do we even know? I've lost track. It's like day four or five, I think. I read I somewhere that it's Sunday. <laughs> I keep thinking it's Monday. I just, I'm completely off. I've had a weird experience of this because 
my work is so solitary already. I edit for a living, usually from home, and I'm used to just being home by myself for long, long periods of time, sometimes days at a time. So I just came out of a crazy, crazy work period where that was the case for like six weeks. And I mean, I did social things, but for the most part, this is kind of just par for the course for me. And so because I'm not working, I actually feel kind of good because <laughs> I'm, I'm not overworked, but there's going to be a moment where just everything really hits home. And it's like, oh, wait, mm -hmm. it's not that I don't have to work. It's that I can't work. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, it, I haven't started getting cabin fever just yet, but like I said, I'm sort of used to it. But uh, I was also taking a, a, I was like with Julian Max, I was like, w at what point are we going to take a pool about how long this lasts? Yeah, I was thinking um, that too. Like people yeah. will not do this indefinitely and they're not going to do it for months. They just aren't. I think somebody was saying, I can't remember who, but somebody was saying that they might do it in phases where basically after a couple of weeks, a certain number of people or maybe everyone is allowed to go out or a certain number of people are allowed to go out and rehabilitate a little bit and then go back into sort of the quarantine and then, you know, and sort of do it in steps just because you're right. Like no people aren't just going to stay home for I months. I feel like people might actually stay home if the coronavirus starts hitting people, you know, and becomes, it feels real. Yeah. That may change people's attitudes, but if like right now, I don't know anyone that's been infected by it. So it tends to make my feeling yeah. a little more cash about it. So, um, anyway, <laughs> to future listeners, this is a whole lot of topical stuff that is hopefully not relevant anymore. <laughs> like if somebody, it would be like a historical in, interest. Yeah, we are a time capsule. We are. Somebody recommended oh that well, keeping a journal would be a good idea. What if this is like someone is using this in a project in the future for like the year like twenty seventy nine. <laughs> do you think where our podcast will still be going at that point we'll all have cyborg bodies and we'll we all still have for... to be doing it from our living rooms <laughs> well yeah that's also possible well we'll be in the computer like we'll be in a computer and we'll it'll have, just be yeah wasn't it elon musk who said that emojis. we would be uploading our consciousnesses at some point to oh to jesus it's san junipero i'm telling you it's that freaking episode from black mirror Heaven is going to be a digital storage space for all of our consciousnesses. <laughs> so if you haven't noticed already, we are um, we don't necessarily have the most structured show at this point because um, although Trevor, do you know if there's a, a Lizzo watch for today? I can't remember. If you there know. is a Lizzo watch. Oh, we do have Cue the music. That was great music. I love that music. <laughs> <laughs> so Lizzo is kind of uh, in the same place as all of us. I posted on our Instagram page when she uh, did her first uh, kind of like meditation thing on Instagram live. But this is going to be an ongoing thing during the, the outbreak or quarantine or situation. <laughs> um, so she's led a second meditation via Instagram live. So if you follow her, you can see the old meditation videos, but also get notified when she goes live to lead us all through this, through some uh, some gentle flute playing, <laughs> I don't know, self-affirmation, some nice. Lizzo loveliness. Well, it's glad, I'm glad to see that the sort of struggle with social media that she's had up to this point is able to sort of pivot and become something positive and helpful for people. Yeah. I know it's not Twitter, but still, at this point, I'll take anything. 
I'll hmm. take uh, mm-hmm. I'll take any any <laughs> positive change. I'm happy with. What are you guys watching as far as like TV or series? I know Trevor's been watching a lot of Sex in the City, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a, uh, it, it's kind of amazing to me. Like, oh right, I forgot. There's no fat people anywhere in that show. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I'm up to date on all of my fat shows, but uh, so there are some really great ones out there uh, for the guys. I'll bring up again uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm. Uh, is with Titus is probably the best representation I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. We've talked about Shrill an awful lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Dietland is out there uh, for those of you who are so into something a Ooh. little bit more serious. Serious. I wouldn't watch Dietland right now. It's a, little... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great show, but it's, it's a, a little brutal. show. It's really. If you brutal, want something yeah. fun yeah. and frothy, it's, it's amazing but grim. Uh, orange, uh, not orange. Black. That's not fun or frothy. Glow. Mm. Glow has a couple mm. characters. Ooh, glow yeah, glow is amazing. Really great bigger characters, and uh, I just finished watching uh, Good Girls, starring Retta, uh, which was a lot of fun. I, I was actually better than I expected. I usually don't expect network shows to be good, so that was a pleasant surprise. Has anyone else seen um, Dairy Girls? Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It is a show on Netflix. Um, it is about a group of friends in Ireland in the, is it the early 90s or late 80s? I think around then. I think early 90s. Yeah. But so in this um, small Irish village, it's Dairy. Um, and one of the friends in the group is fat. And I like that it's never really a thing. There is... Um, like in the first episode, there's kind of something with food, but it's whenever there's something with food, it's kind of not a fat joke. It's kind of like a teenage girl joke hmm. where kind of they all have these complicated relationships with food. Um, but it's it's a great show. It's it has a lot of heart. It's very fun. There's some stuff. Uh, there's more to it that I won't give away, but I it's it's lovely. It's a phenomenal cast. Hmm. What was it called again? Dairy Girls, D E R R Y, girls. Um, I have been. I haven't really been doing much watching of of things because I don't. I don't tend to watch. I, I usually watch movies. Like my main watch thing is to go out and see movies in theaters, and that's not happening. That's not happening. Um, yeah. But I've been working on my game. I, I'm working on a, a tabletop sort of role playing game, um, like D and D. And I was looking for character art uh, the other night, and I was trying to find some some fat character art for a science fantasy uh, game, just to have as like I, I like to gather and collect examples of things that I think would be in this world, and and then hmm. show the players. And I was trying to find some fat character art, and there is not much. There, yeah. fat guys are villains in sci-fi. We're, we're never always, the heroes. It's it's either villains or they're meant to look. Usually, it's like the beefy fat guy, like mm-hmm. the really they're mm-hmm. big, but it's because they're like lots of muscles. And the f- I found one fat woman who looked like she belonged in a sci-fi universe. Um, there are more for like traditional fantasy, like D and D, but still not that many. And usually, the fat guys are like the sort of the the mincing merchant who looks gross, mm-hmm. yeah. or you know, like a chef with like blood splatters on their apron. What's interesting um, is we are playing a video game right now in Borderlands Three with an extremely fat, positive sexual character. That's true. Really? That's true. Yeah. I, what do you remember her name? Ellie. E L L I E. Ellie. And she's this like 
really boisterous personality and she is just throwing sexual innuendos all over the place and other people are kind of flirting with her like they don't have this oh there's they're direct flirting like it's not they are not like uh it's not like talking down to the fat girl it's like oh Oh, this is a sexy woman i'm going to flirt with her it's fun oh definitely yeah it's and she is really i mean all the characters in that game are really memorable but she's just totally up there as one of them and uh, very fat, like not just like oh she's a little portly. She's you know that's great, um, which is fun to see. Yeah, I did watch a show I wanted to mention at one point. I'm not sure if it's worth uh, signaling it purely as fat friendly or anything, but uh, Hunters on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, uh, I've been meaning to watch that. Well, it's not for everyone. I feel like mm. it's they took some chances with it, so it's not going to be mainstream appeal. Uh, but there is a fat character in there who's very genuine. Uh, I feel like his relationships with other people are genuine. And what I liked about his arc is that he actually gets to do something heroic and brave in a way mm. I don't normally get to see fat people portrayed. And you could debate that when you see the scene. But my interpretation of it was uh, he does something very brave for a friend, knowing the risks. So is I, that is that is is he a recurring character? Is he a series regular? Is he? He is a recurring character with, uh, he doesn't have an incredibly long running arc on the show, but mm-hmm. if to me it was memorable and it has impact. Yeah. On the yeah rest of the that's important. Uh, so I was pleased with it when I watched it and I actually, I actually liked the show a lot, uh, but it's been fun talking with a lot of people who just see the show very differently from what I, what I saw. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Trevor, are you game for that <laughs> since we share a television? I don't know. I've, I've heard so many different things and mo- mostly negative actually yep. for people just saying it's really hard to watch and they're kind of offended by some of it. Hmm. And once again, it's like, I'm trying to avoid hmm. stuff that's like kind of grim right now. Cause I'm just, anytime real. I feel like a little, like I've, leveled out and i'm feeling more calm i feel like i just get like a new york times news alert that's like <laughs> and that's the coronavirus is standing behind you with a gun to your skull <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a car right now the coronavirus is right behind you <laughs> uh, yeah so get out of that car and stay home <laughs> it yeah it's it's up in the air whether or not it's feel good i'm not going to tell you that it is and like i said they're not trying to make everyone happy so you can hear that when you talk with people mission accomplished Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of going with Trevor's comment about like trying to just manage the amount of like input you get or like specifically like negative input and like managing your mental health, which is something that I definitely have had to practice a lot again over the years. I almost feel like I'm perfectly equipped for this because <laughs> I have spent so much time home alone because of work. Cause I work from home that dealing with that kind of, anxiety has has something that i've had to work on a lot and i mean it's obvious but it's hard to do sometimes especially if you deal with mental health issues is reaching out to friends and just trying to keep yourself connected to other people um the one surefire way oh oh, fuck we had a little hiccup there We lost our we lost our connection, but that's what I was talking about was keeping trying to keep your connection with people. It's <laughs> maintaining connections. Yeah, maintaining it's it's so obvious and it's so trite, but it's so important. Um, I have struggled with depression for my entire life, and the one surefire way to fight that off is to be around my friends. Um, and mm. and if I can't be around my friends, then at least 
talking to, keeping up with, um, especially since we're all going through the same thing together. I mean, yeah. that's one thing I've noticed is there is a sense of basic camaraderie, even with the strangers at the store, at least from the people I've come across. I mean, Definitely. it's not all people like not everyone is that clip from wherever it was, Australia, where people are like tearing each other, tearing their hair out, trying to get the <laughs> toilet paper. Like it's not like I that everywhere. I actually haven't uh, seen that at all. Like I've actually seen people like pick up the last two items on a shelf shrug and put one of them back for someone else. Well, I did that. And I remember like I, I shared, I shared a glance with a woman because we were both looking at this other person who had like 15 canisters of yogurt in her cart. And we're like, just sharing this glance of like, yeah, she needs 15 canisters of yogurt. <laughs> I'm taking this opportunity to teach myself how to bake bread and mm. uh, make, I'm going to make some yogurt soon. I just need to get some cheesecloth. How do you make yogurt? Um, I have a, uh, what do you call it? An instant pot. So I, it's pretty easy. You dump a, a gallon of milk into it. You dump a small bit of yogurt starter, which means another another bit of yogurt you picked up from the supermarket. And then you brew it for like six or seven hours at a certain temperature. After that, I have to strain whatever comes out. So I'm going to have an enormous amount of yogurt in the near future if any of you are excited by that. So I will let you try that first. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell me how that goes. I'm excited by it. Um, I'm going to marinate chicken in it. (laughs) Trevor, you even wanting to go out to the store? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in a hurry. Like we have stuff in, we don't, we don't really need to go. Mm -hmm. We're out of a, you know, gin and tomato sauce. (laughs) <laughs> yeah these are i mean at least one of those is something i would be terrified to be out of <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta say i i use both of those regularly <laughs> i have a a report on doing i don't remember what episode it was a recent episode where i talked about fat kid dance party oh yeah oh yeah didn't um, you try that out so i got the videos and i tried them out because i have so little structure in my life so lo- like michael this hasn't been like too jarring but the one thing that i do like the the toothpick of structure in my life is um (laughs) pilates and working out so i've been trying to find like workouts i can do at home and i remembered oh i'm like oh i plugged the the fat kid dance party videos i should get them um and i tried them out and it's they're fun and they're very positive which like for me as a i don't know former goth kid who is very in a very dark place right now uh bevan the host is so positive that like i was a little embarrassed doing it say that again Uh, the joys of trying to keep in touch from we're not even that far away from each other that's the worst part (laughs) yeah dan dan's all the way downstairs hello hello It's worth saying that that is at that, the only reason for that is just to try and keep the audio quality distinct. But yeah, uh, the the other morning I was just like looking outside and it was raining, and there was just this weird stillness. And I'm like, we're the only people alive. Anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no one else exists. <laughs> I will. And see. then I saw someone walking their dog. <laughs> I was planning on going by the Hollywood and Highland today just to walk around because that's. One of the biggest centers for Hollywood tourism here. And apparently it's just empty during the day. So mm. I'm very curious to just what it's like. I mean, I'm going to feel like, yeah, it's going to be uh, that post-apocalyptic stroll waiting for zombies to jump out and get me. Oh, 
Yeah, we've been joking here about like who, like what. So what happens when it turns out that the coronavirus is actually uh, resurrecting people as zombies, and like who who among us is well equipped to deal with that? And then what role do you take in the post apocalyptic society? Like, I think Max was all for just like every man for himself, but I'm like, no, the only way to get through it is to come together and to you know be a community, and that's how you survive the apocalypse and. Um, oh, I, Michael, that's zombie talk. <laughs> <laughs> I place in the, the zombie post-apocalypse as a zombie. <laughs> so it's obviously an atypical, atypical episode for an atypical time. Um, we're going to go back to our, our regular programming next time. Uh, but this one was us trying to figure out how do we keep doing this? Do we keep yeah. doing this? Do we try and meet up in person and, and continue or do we be responsible and, and do this separately? And what does it all look like? Yeah. And I think we're, we're all still figuring that out. Um, but next time we'll, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled programming, but probably yeah. still from three separate locations with these shitty, shitty phone mics. <laughs> and, uh, we I did was my when I was, when I was doing a test recording, I feel like I was actually very impressed with the recording quality that I got. It's it's not bad. Given that it's a phone. It's given that it's a phone, they usually have a lot of built-in tools to kind of help it sound clear and compressed. Um, I obviously, when I edit these, I have to listen to our, to our voices over and over and over again. And having good audio quality helps keep my ears from bleeding. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the day that we can come back to the studio and, and do it properly. But... What, Until then, Trevor, what was the thing that I mentioned and you said it would be a good topic and even a good episode title? And I cannot think of it now at all. Oh, uh, ad, advanced bacon technique. Hell, oh, so Michael, this, this, yes. this, this, you are so right. So I've been making bacon <laughs> in the toaster oven, you know, uh-huh. as one does during an apocalypse. And of course. It, it, oh my God. Yes. It has changed breakfast for us completely. It's so much it, better, isn't it? It's so much so oh, easy. It's so much easier because see, I had trauma in my childhood from an oven on fire, a, a gas oven raging with the fire department and bacon grease coming out oh my of it. God. Yeah. So I was always told never, ever make bacon in an oven. So I, as you know, I was skeptical when you introduced this idea. Oh my God. I'm never going back. <laughs> I love this. And so with our new, I'm so happy for you. So with our new advanced bacon technology, thanks to you, uh, <laughs> we are now able to have bacon, cheesy eggs, toast. Oh, just a panoply of breakfast treats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our tip of the week. That's our tip of the week. <laughs> so if you want perfect bacon, in case you don't know, because I think we have two people in this group who have been traumatized by bad bacon experiences. Dan with his fire when he was a kid. My, and Don, and my father made microwave bacon growing up. I thought I hated bacon. Well, but there's two kinds of microwave bacon. There's the kind where you microwave it for so long that it becomes charcoal. And then there's the kind where Don had it, where you microwave it just long enough to get it greasy and floppy. And wet, kind of like, floppy. Oh, like you mean, you mean English bacon? Tongue in your mouth. Oh, so disgusting. Yeah. Oh. Apologies to our English listeners, but that shit's gross. <laughs> um, your bacon terrifies us.
So the, it's super easy if you can use a toaster oven or a regular oven, but you put the bacon on a pan on a piece of tin foil so you don't get grease everywhere and you put it in the oven cold and then you set the oven to heat up to 400, 425. And after about 17 to 22 minutes, you will have the best, most perfectly cooked bacon. Uh, the toaster oven will probably cook way faster than that. So keep a closer eye on it because it's not a huge oven space to heat. But uh, besides that, yeah, enjoy your... Tip of the day, tip of the week. <laughs> and, and thicker, thicker bacon tends to work better. We got this bacon because the spattering is proportional to how much liquid, how much water is in the bacon. So we got this really fancy, expensive cured bacon that's thick sliced and it's really just slabs of pork. And so very mm. little water and so very little spattering and uh, all, all my fears were assuaged. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Perfect bacon is essential to happiness at home, especially when you're stuck at home. <laughs> Trevor was looking wistfully out the window while we were talking about the bacon. <laughs> I saw a bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, honey. There are still birds in the world. It's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I will say I've been hearing birds because I've been staying up way later than I normally do because sleep schedules and being at home. I've been hearing birds chirping in the middle of the night, which I know is a thing, but like way more than I used to. And I don't know if it's just my imagination or... If, if it's actually like there are fewer people out in the world and so there are, the animals are coming back. That's what uh, I think it is. <laughs> we, we've had more traffic in our bird feeder, including uh, there was a rat in it the other day, which <laughs> I think um, is because all the restaurants by us have closed. You know, they're not closed, but they're only doing takeout and delivery. And actually, um, a friend of the podcast was also saying that she's just like noticed more rats kind of around. Like she was at her therapist's office and she looked outside and like there was just like a rat in the tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Julia said uh, that the other night they were walking in Santa Monica and she said a rat just ran like two feet in front of her straight across the sidewalk. It's like, yeah, straight across. I've always heard that the palm trees here, the tops of them are supposedly infested with rats. So I've always been afraid to lean against them. <laughs> should we be keeping track of where they're going? Like if they're all fleeing the city, is that something we should? It actually would mean that Los Angeles is sinking, which would mean <laughs> a different type of preparation. Oh, uh, maybe we should, uh, like if we're going to wrap up, we should all sing happy birthday to Dan. Cause oh. this is going to be coming out a couple days before Dan's birthday. Dan. Are yes. you guys prepared to hear an out of sync happy birthday? Oh my god. <laughs> Is uh, there any other kind of happy birthday? <laughs> it'll be like it'll right there. I'll just pretend two, I'm at TGI two. Fridays. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna clap and then sing. <laughs> and go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear and our last listener you. has just turned off the podcast. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, uh, I should say, I think I said this last week, but uh, Dan and I canceled our trip to London. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It makes recording but easier. Maybe though. we'll have a little. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, we could have done this through London. <laughs> we'll have a little Harry Potter marathon on Dan's birthday and watch all the spiders. All right. So, Ooh, yeah, some other I things have... you can do is Netflix play, apparently has a uh, way you can watch movies with friends syncing it oh, up yeah. and you can do that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch of board games on uh, steam. You can download and play with friends at a distance in it's turn-based. So it's very casual. Um, call people. 
stay in touch with people make podcasts to reach out to your friends and let people know they are not alone as we have done and we hope that you enjoy this little gift from us uh and i hope you will come to our uh facebook page connect with each other now is the time to connect i hope you will go to our website where is that again trevor where's our website (laughs) okay well i'll give the whole rundown the can we just record this once, please, and drop it in? <laughs> anyway. No, it's more fun to have you do it. <laughs> do it. Yes, it's even more fun when I'm hearing everyone out of sync in my ear telling me to do it. But we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook at uh, the Big Fat Gay Podcast. And our website is www.bigfatgaypod.com. And if you're listening in quarantine, there's probably a bunch of rats behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're there for your bacon, so watch out. 